We welcome you. This is part one in a brand new series we've started, and it's entitled what? Surprise. Surprise. Let's say that a little bit louder. Surprise. That's right. What we're going to be doing is we're going to be studying primarily the Old Testament, although we see this concept all through the Bible, these moments when God breaks into our lives and he surprises us in these amazing ways. And in that surprise, what he does is he reveals to us something about himself, and this revelation of God totally redirects our life. And we go, we're going one way, and all of a sudden this surprise moment happens, and then we end up going another. And, and, and it's incredible to study these areas in Scripture. Uh, Twelve years ago was a really cool moment in my life. Don't you love it when you, you concoct a plan and it actually works. Isn't that great? So I had the vision of surprising Tracy. It, she was turning 40 years young. And I thought, why not a surprise party? So I call up, like, emailed 50 of her friends. Now, if you know anything about Tracy, she's like, I call her, like, detective. I mean, she can find out anything that's going on. So for this to have truly been a surprise was unbelievable. But everyone gathers at Susie Flory's house. Many of you were there. And, of course, I tell Tracy it was her birthday. I'm taking her out to dinner. And on the way, I'm like, hey, Trace, Susie got this, like, new cat. I want us to just kind of stop off. She wanted you to see it. And so she has no idea what's going on. And we walk into the house, of course, knock on the door. And Tracy walks in completely unsuspecting. And just 50 people are surprised. And you should have seen her face. It was priceless, and me just watching that, it's just in a scene. This is, why do I tell you this? Because this is what God wants to do in your life. And this is what God has done, is doing, and will continue to do. And, and we see this throughout the Bible. Take your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 16. I want to just kind of introduce this series with just... A little bit of a picture of just how this happened in the moment of a disciple in Peter's life. Now, notice in Matthew 16, in verse, there in verse 13, Jesus brings his disciples to a place called Caesarea Philippi. Many of you have been with me to Caesarea Philippi. It's in northern Galilee. And he brings the disciples there for a reason. And guess what? There's times where God brings you, leads you to certain places for a purpose, for a reason. And notice verse 13, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? Well, they replied, some say, you are John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? He gets real personal. He asked, who do you, 12, say I, Jesus, am? And Simon Peter answered, he said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Now, you probably have never seen this before. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man. There's our word. When God reveals himself to us and redirects our life. This is not revealed to you by man. In other words, this, this, this wasn't something you came up with on your own but by my Father in heaven. And then look at the verse first. And I tell you that you are now Peter. Your name is no longer Simon. It's Peter. And on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. God revealed himself to Peter 
something about himself, his character, and this revelation about himself totally changed the trajectory of Peter's life. This is what God wants to do in your life. And we're going to see this through eight individuals in our series in the future. And we're going to do the first one here in just a bit. I want to share with you, though, just this isn't in your notes. I just want you to hear big picture stuff right now. Ten basic ways God reveals himself to us in the Old Testament. You don't even need to write these down. You just take them in. I mean, if you study the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, how does God reveal himself to us? Number one is creation. We look at creation. Psalm 19 talks about that. Heavens declare the glory of God. There's things by just looking at creation we can learn about God, his power and his majesty. Through our conscience, God can reveal to us certain things about him. Through angels, we see throughout the Old Testament moments when angels would intervene in human history and reveal things about God through dreams and visions. People, people are made in the image of God. Your husband, your wife, your friends can reveal to you things about God because of what you see in their character. The preaching of God's word is an ordained vehicle by which God reveals himself to us. Through Jesus Christ, the ultimate revelation of God. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father, said Jesus. Through the word of God, all these books in the Bible, the Bible itself is the ultimate revelation of God. The Holy Spirit reveals to us truth about God. He is our uh, tutor. Then we have a theophany. That's a theological word. That's when God reveals himself to man like Moses uh, when he saw that burning bush. That's a theophany. These are just ten basic ways that God reveals himself throughout the Bible. But in these eight weeks that are on our, you know, where we're beginning with week one this morning, that we've entitled Surprise, we're going to do something we've never done before. Uh, and basically, what we're going to do is, I, I can tell you at this much, uh, at this point, I'm going to lead you on a journey. I'm going to lead you on a journey of discovery. Kind of like a tour guide. And I believe that in this process of discovery that we're going to share together, you're going to encounter God, He's going to reveal himself to you, and it's going to change your life. And it's going to happen in a very special way as we experience this together. You say, what kind of journey? Well, I'm going to do a little bit of teaching from the Bible. I'm going to tell some stories that will give color to what we're going to talk about. But primarily what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask a lot of questions. A lot of questions. And there are times you respond to these questions around your tables or in your small group, if you're watching this on video or at another church or someplace in the world where you're in a small group setting. There are times also you're going to respond to these questions publicly with a microphone. Uh, so the whole group, everyone here as well as those who are watching on DVD, can benefit from what you are discovering on this journey. So what I want us to do is begin right now just with two questions I want you to just answer at your tables. I want to make sure that you know each other. And as the Holy Spirit leads, I want you to answer each person one of these two questions. You choose one or the other. And the first two questions is this. Uh, what are you thankful for? What is one challenge you are facing in life? And you're going to have like 30 seconds each max to answer that. So each person needs to speak. You answer one of these. What are you thankful for? Or what's one challenge you're facing? 
Just share it quickly at your table. Say, my name is so-and-so. This is it. Go for it. Take a moment and go for it. Okay, in surprise number one, we're going to discover the God who speaks. I mean, do you remember the first time that God broke into your life and spoke to you? It was probably maybe even when you were a child, when you were a young person. And that is an amazing moment when God, you realize, is speaking to you. It's so surprising. Take your Bibles. Turn to 1 Samuel chapter 3. This is our text that we're going to be studying and looking at this morning. You do want to bring your Bibles to home builders, to our class. So in the future, if you could bring a Bible, that would be great. If you don't, have one right now. Just steal your neighbors. This is great. <laughs> First Samuel, chapter 3. First Samuel is the ninth book in the Bible in the Old Testament. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, 1 Samuel. Okay? Now, you've got to think way back. 1 Samuel was written 1100 B.C. So 1100 years before Jesus came to earth, walked on earth, the book of 1 Samuel was written. And Samuel, uh, who we're going to be looking at his life this morning, is a young boy, probably a teenager, and, and God is going to break into his world and reveal to him that he is a God who speaks. This is a very dark time in Israel's history. We're in a dark time in history. And God breaks in in the midst of the darkness that Israel was in, the idolatry. Samuel would be the last judge and the first prophet. He didn't know that yet because God was yet to speak to him, but this is the first time we hear about this amazing moment. 1 Samuel chapter 3, let's read. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. Now, you remember uh, Samuel's mom, Hannah, dedicated him to the Lord. And uh, he was given to the tabernacle to serve there his whole life. And at this point, as a young boy, he is literally in the tabernacle serving. Eli is the priest. So the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes had become so weak that he could barely see. Anyone have that issue going on? <laughs> He's lying down in his usual place. So they get ready for bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple. It actually was the tabernacle, but he's in the temple, uh, the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was. So they're in a holy place. Then the Lord called Samuel. Wow. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. I mean, Samuel thinks it's Eli, the priest, calling him. But Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel a third time. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, 
calling at, as at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel sped, said, Speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears it tingle. At that time, I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family from beginning to end. For I told him that I would judge his family forever because of the sin he knew about. His sons made themselves contemptible, and he failed to restrain them. We remember what happened, right? Eli was a permissible parent, and he allowed his sons to do terrible things, have sex with women, desecrate the offerings, and God said, I'm going to judge you, Eli, and your family for this sin. Therefore, I swore to the house of Eli, the guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned for by sacrifice or offering. Samuel lay down until morning and then opened the doors of the house of the Lord. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision. But Eli called him and said, Samuel, my son. Samuel answered, here I am. What was it he said to you, Eli asked? Do not hide it from me. May God deal with you, be it ever so severely, if you hide from me anything that I told you, that he told you. So Samuel told him everything, hiding nothing from him. Then Eli said, he is the Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes. The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up, and he let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba recognized that Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh, and there he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. Okay, we take that in. Here's the first question. I'd like just some of you to stand right now who feel that you could just kind of do this. Can you summarize this passage in just a few words? Just what is this passage about? Just summarize what you believe this, what we just read, is about. Just go for it. Who's going to be the first? Give us a summary of just what this is about in your own words that you'd just like to share. Okay? You don't want to leave Mark hanging here. What's this about? Okay, right there. Someone else stand up as well. Go for it. Give us a summary. Be open to God's leading. Okay. Be open to God's leading. Okay. Not what the lesson is, but what is this summary? Just what, what is this narrative about? How would you summarize? What's going on here? Uh, I see that, uh, that the Lord uh, needed a new, uh, a new um, prophet, that uh, who he had uh, in... Uh, in Eli and his sons uh, was uh, defective, and he needed to uh, raise somebody else up, Samuel being that one. All right. So God is raising up Samuel because you've got defection in Israel. Great summary. What else? What do you, how would you summarize what we just read? Um, yes, thank you. <laughs> I feel that um, sometimes we don't hear God. It takes two and three times. And um, God even uses the, not the adversary, I don't want to say Eli was the adversary, but um, he used someone else that wasn't even in a good place to still bring the message because God uses everyone at all times. So it was Eli that had to remind Samuel, God is talking to you and, and, and listen. Okay. Okay. So here we have a story of a prophet or a priest that's reminding a young boy that God is speaking to him. Anyone else have a summary of this? What's the big picture of what we just read? What's the summary of this passage? What is the, the, the big picture of it? Just in a few words. Go for it. Follow, um, okay. 
the summary is that walk with the Lord, and whatever happens to you, praise the Lord. Accept the Lord and wait on him. Okay. All right. So we've got a story about a young boy that's, for the first time, hearing God speak to him. What do you got here, Mike? Well, I just want to say that uh, it shows us that uh, the Lord will speak to anybody, regardless of their age or their station. Okay. Okay. God is speaking to anyone, even a child. Let's go on to the next question here. Okay. The next question is this. What just kind of jumps off the page as you hear this? I mean, what was it that just like jumped off the page from you? Was there something specific that just like, whoa, that was awesome what I heard there when I read that? Is there something like that that just hit you? Okay. That Eli was willing to accept his punishment when Samuel told him what the Lord had said. Wow. Okay. So Eli was willing to take the sovereign plan of God and go, okay, uh, if this is what the Lord is willing, then I'm willing to accept it. Okay, powerful uh, moment here of what hit you. Okay, great. What else? That um, Samuel finally listened to Eli by saying, the Lord is calling you, and how he responded and said, yes, Lord, I'm your servant. Let's okay. go for it. So finally, after three times, what hit you is that Samuel then responded as Eli helped him, but understood it was the Lord speaking. Yes, what else? Jumped off the page. When you hear your name called, don't assume you know who it is, but it may be God getting, waking you and getting okay. your attention. All right. So this could be God speaking to me, and uh, it's powerful to hear your name called. Don't assume it may be one or the other, but it could be God. That's great. All right, what I'd like you to do is what is this, uh, what do you discover about God in this passage? What do you discover about God? I mean, what does this reveal to us about God when we look at how God shows up in this passage? What does it tell us about God? What do you think? Okay, stand up. If you, if you got a thought to that, go ahead and stand up. <laughs> you don't mess with dad. You don't mess with God? Is that what you're saying? In what sense? In what sense? Oh, okay. So there was some punishment happening, certainly, uh, to Eli uh, when you look at it from that perspective. Go for it. What else? I think I was, uh, the, uh, the punishment or the uh, activities of uh, Eli's sons uh, didn't go unnoticed by God. Okay. And that even though he did not punish them immediately, uh, he uh, it stored up and he... Uh, you know, he's going to have uh, justice eventually. Okay. So God is patient. Mm -hmm. God patient. sees. But sometimes his judgment is delayed. What else do we learn about God from this scripture as you read it? Go for it. God, God, I'm sorry. Uh, God wants to communicate with us. Ah. And he wants us to listen. Ooh. That's powerful. God wants to communicate with us, and he wants us to listen. Wow, what a truth about God. Whoa, that's awesome. Yeah, what else about God? Yeah, I've been, uh, when I was reading New King James, but it said Samuel ministered to God, and I just see that as we just 
move towards God, he'll reveal himself to us. Wow. So we can minister to God, and when we do that, God responds by at some point revealing himself, speaking to us uh, in response. Beautiful. Yes, what else about God do we learn? Um, God will use anybody for his purpose. God can use anyone, even a little boy, for his purposes. Beautiful. Yes, what else? If we've got someone speaking, let's get an MC over there. Here we go. There's Lisa right there, standing. Here we go, Lisa. Here we go. Okay. Um, what I learned is that um, God has a bigger plan than mm. we can see. We just have to do our part. Mm. Wow. God has something bigger going on all the time, but there's moments we actually see that, and that's powerful as well. That's great. Very, very good. What else do we learn about God uh, from this scripture as we read it? Go ahead. You've got to be honest, open, and willing to do God's will. Okay. We've got to be honest, open, and willing to do God's will. Great. So we have a God that we can do his will. Okay? All right. What else? Oh, he said it? He said it, but it's okay. also obedience. Okay. In other words, God is a God that we can obey. Okay. What else do we learn about God from this scripture? What else do you see? He's a personal God. He calls us by our name. Uh, Good. Yes, that's right. yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. God knows us. He's a personal God. He wants to communicate. Good. Excellent. Really, really good. Go ahead. What else do we learn about God? If you're not familiar with his voice, you may not hear it. Ooh. Oh, wow. Great truth. If we're not familiar with the voice of God, we may not hear it. Wow. But when God does speak, he speaks in such a way that we actually can hear him. Isn't that beautiful? Go ahead. What else do we learn about God? God is a very patient guy. He didn't punish uh, Eli until he's like really, really old. So he gave him a lot of chances. Love it. And doesn't he give us a lot of chances too? You know, isn't that great? You bet. What else do we learn about God? No, I just want to say that he'll show up when you don't expect him. Ooh, there's times God shows up when we don't expect him, like here. Wow. Here's Samuel, day after day, ministering in the temple. All of a sudden, one day, God shows up and surprises Samuel. Powerful. What else do we learn about God? Ditto to the man that just took my words. Ah, okay. All right, now let's go ahead and let's, 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 let's turn a little bit here. One more question here. What do we learn about man? What do we learn about man in this scripture, okay? What do you see there about humankind, people from this passage, the nature of man? What do we learn about people from this? We've learned a lot of things about God. What do we learn about man here? What do you see that jumps off the scripture about mankind, all right? Okay, go for it. In the busyness of our lives in the world, we need to be still and know that he is God. Wow. There's times we need to slow down if we want to hear God. That's great. We get so busy, we cannot be hearing God. Okay? What else? Um, that we um, sometimes see wrongful things or somebody sinning, but we don't say anything about it. So then we, just like Eli, he's going to get punished for his the sins of his children and his family. Mm. So sometimes we see that and we don't do anything about it. But God is also looking at us. We're supposed to do something or okay. say something. Sometimes because of our indifference to act on what we should do, 
we're going to pay a price a little bit later on. Okay? What else do we learn about man? Sometimes we think, <laughs> sometimes we think we can get away with stuff. And we do stuff. And we, don't, we forget that we've done the stuff. And he's, but God does not forget. And he's okay. coming to get us punished. All right. We can do stuff, forget about it. God doesn't, but we can forget. But then it kind of comes back to bite us. What else do we learn about man? Um, I would say that we constantly sin, and mm. we are taking God for granted. And okay. when it comes up, then we pretty much just either forget about it or don't want to own up to it. Yeah. Okay. All right. What else? God holds fathers responsible for okay. the conduct of their family and that okay. we are to be leaders in our family and to uh, lead our children as they should behave. Okay. And there are consequences for not, not leading. Wow, powerful. Okay. What else do we learn about man here? Well, I found in verse 20 where it says, and all Israel uh, from Dan to Beersheba recognizes Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. So what I see there is how people can discern whether God has called you to, to uh, you know, prophesy for him, Ooh. to speak his word, to speak his truth. Okay. So here... Samuel, we see the first time he begins to listen to God, and the Bible says in that last verse, he continued to hear God, and everyone was like, this man, this woman is a man of God, because they have this relationship with God where they're continually hearing God speak to them, and that is a prophet. Wow. Are you that kind of a man, that kind of a woman? Are you becoming that kind of a man or that kind of a woman? Do you realize that we have a God that speaks and he wants you to be like Samuel where you hear him and people go, wow, my daddy, my mommy, my, that friend of mine, they are a man, a woman of God. And God begins to completely redirect your life because you discover every single day that God wants to speak to you. Powerful. What else you got? What do we For learn me, about man? Um, it was when it said how dark it was in Israel, no matter how dark it gets at the darkest of times, knowing that they have faith that God is still there. And wow. it doesn't matter how dark it gets. You bet. You, know? you bet. Okay, here's the next question. How can you obey this scripture? What is God saying to you from everything we've talked about so far? How does he want you to apply this to your own life? What is he saying for you to obey as a result of everything you've heard this morning? What is the point of what God wants you to obey and re as you look at all of this, as you think of Samuel, and he could be your example? What is it that God's calling you to obey? What is the point we need to walk out of here with? Yeah. I think just say, okay, God, I'm listening. Oh. Here I am, God, I'm listening. And to be in a posture where we're able to slow down to actually say that. Powerful. Yeah. What else? Um, if, it's you, if, you, if it's you speaking, Lord, I will listen and obey. Wow. Lord, if this is you, I'm going to listen. I'm going to obey. Whoa. That's life-changing. And Samuel's, you see... God spoke to him, and then he actually learned that lesson. He began to apply it so much so that everyone recognized it. Yeah, what um, else? I have comfort in knowing, because in verse 19, and Samuel grew 
and Jehovah was with him oh. and did not let and Samuel did not let his words fall to the ground. Ooh. So I thought that was awesome to know that once I'm with God and God is in me, it's forever. Yeah. You know, there's no separating us. Amen. I can take his words and I can I can Amen. grow with that. And you can grow in this area of being a person who develops this ability to hear God and carry out what God's calling you to do. Yeah, what else? In my personal life, I strongly feel that God is um, speaking to me in a way that I should speak the truth to my children, even, mm. even if I know that it's difficult. Mm -hmm. I've been experiencing this battle for maybe two, three years now. Wow. And um, God is strongly speaking. Wow. So God, as we even see here, speaks to us for specific purposes for us to be able to carry out. Sometimes it's to our children, sometimes it's to others, but it's specific. Okay, this is what i like you to do at your tables. Next question is this. I want you to do a little project. I want you to write a short statement. Your table's going to craft this about how your group can obey this passage this week. What is it that your group at your table, what are you going to say you're going to do in light of this passage? What is, and then I'm going to have some of you stand in behalf of your group and share your point of application from the scripture about the God who speaks, hearing God, however you want to word it. I want you to come up with some cool ways to word it. Take a few minutes, talk at your tables about this. One person, write it down. Go for it. Okay. Can we get someone to share your obedience statement? The statement you write, Manny, let's go ahead and uh, MCs, you guys got to run to these guys. Who else is going to stand up here and for your table? Okay, quickly. We need to share these. Go ahead. Um, listen to his voice and not rely on your own feelings. Okay. Very good. We are going to listen to his voice and not rely on our own feelings. Great. What do you got, James? To do the, oh, excuse me. To do the right act, uh, next right action, to do a, what God needs us to do, not what we want to do. We're going to take the next step to do the right action of what God wants us to do. Okay, what else? Karen? We're going to open our hearts and open his word, a quiet set of time to listen and then obey when he speaks, an attitude of expectation that he will speak and that we will have the discernment to recognize the voice. Right on. Very good. Powerful. Very good. We came up with be available to listen and obey what he is telling you. Now, if you're not sure it was coming from him, go to his word to see if it's mm. accurate from him. Okay. Very good. We will be available and obedient to follow his word when he speaks to us. Okay? Another statement? So we have realized to listen to God. Know when you hear that it is God speaking to you. Make yourself available to hear God. Listen to leadership and know that on a daily basis we will face a battle and that God wants us to protect our relationship with him. Okay. There's a lot there, <laughs> which is good. But what I want you to do, you know, the best you can is refine this so you can remember it. So this week, you've got something you can actually apply, and very good. All these are great statements, but make it as simple as you can so you can remember it. Yes? Okay. We're going to ask God in prayer and wait for his answer. Write it in a journal. Be open to hear God's voice at all times. God will equip us to be obedient to his word. We need to say, here I am. All right. I am, Lord. Okay. Thank you. Great. Very good. 
Listen for, heed, and obey God's voice. Listen for and obey God's voice. Beautiful. Great. We said put ourselves in a place to stop and listen. Pick a time and start with just 15 minutes and be willing to hear the good and the bad, not be defensive. God knows our weaknesses and our strengths. Amen. That's great. Love it. We're going to set aside the time to listen to God, set ourselves apart to witness for God, set time to pray, set time to obey, and understand God is in control. Awesome. I wrote, I will daily quiet myself and request, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening, and be willing to obey. Um, here's one more question I'd like you to uh, talk about at your tables. Who is one person you could tell about what you've learned this morning? I mean, who's someone that you can, there's something here that you heard. Who is it that you should communicate as a result of what you've experienced this morning? Where not should you just take action for your own life, but for someone else? Who could that be? The Lord's speaking to you about going to someone with what you have heard this morning. You mentioned over here your children to go to your kids with something that you're learning. What else? Is there other relationships that you feel, hey, I, could, I should take some action here uh, in a relationship or two? What is the Lord saying? No one that we should talk to about what God's talked to us about? I mean... There we go. Okay, right over here. Go for it. I know it takes time to kind of take in and process too. At the end of Sunday, I always ask my grandchildren, what was your best part of the Sunday teaching? And then I share mine. And then on Monday or Tuesday when I go to work, I tell them to slip it in my office. Guess what I learned today? What a great yeah. principle. As a grandmother, you said that. To realize that when people go to church, God's always speaking. And what a powerful thing. What did God speak to you about today? This is what God spoke to me about. What a great principle to live by as a grandmother. Powerful. I love it. Well, similar, very similar to my kids. We, we always kind of, after church on Sundays, we all talk about what we learned. But also on Monday, God always opens doors to be able to share. So I've, he's opened opportunities already, so I'm going to use this one as another one. So. Awesome. I mean, it's so easy to just go through life. Just goes in one ear, out the other, and we're off to the next thing. And yet realizing that there's a God who's continually speaking there needs to be moments when we tune in to hear him and that he wants us to go to others and pass that same thing along. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, for me, I, it's twofold. I have two, what is called two sets of children because one is my children at home and they're the ones that I would share it with, especially mm. uh, one of my children who is struggling right now. And the other one are the children that I work with every day because I work in a detention facility for youth. Mm, wow. And I do share with them one-on-one -on -one, uh, my experiences with the Lord. Wow. You know, it's so powerful. When you're in a position where you're willing to do that, I'm amazed that when you put yourself before God, how, and I'm sure you've had this experience, you'll read his word and it's like, then you end up meeting a kid. That exact word is what that kid needed for that moment. That's so special. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm building uh, 
tiny houses for homeless people. Mm. And I'm meeting with city council people in Hayward. And uh, I was asked recently, why am I doing this? Mm. And, um, and I'll be asked again. And I think it's an opportunity to say, I'm led to do this. Wow. Yeah, you're hearing from God. And it's an opportunity to say, I'm led by the Lord to do that. Here's another question I'd like you to answer real quick. We're going to have a couple. What can you pray for or against based on this passage? What is it that you should be praying for uh, when you hear what we've talked about today, either for or against something that, that you sense all of us, me, I need to be praying this prayer in light of what we've talked about today, in light of the fact there is a God who speaks? What do we need to be praying Just summarize, quick. We've got to go real quick. Be real quick. Perseverance against passivity and, okay. and permissiveness. Let's pay, play, pray against passivity and for more action. Okay, what else? God's voice, not my voice. Okay, God's praying voice. that I'd hear the voice of God, not my own voice. Love it. Okay. Guidance and strength. Praying for strength. Guidance and strength. Guidance and strength. That we're in the midst of God speaking to us. God, give us your guidance. Give us your strength. See, God, see, God, this is just the first of eight. God surprises us. He breaks into our lives, and maybe this Sunday, God's breaking into your life saying, do you know that I want to speak to you, and I am every single day? Will you slow down enough to realize and say, I'm here, Lord. Let me hear you. If you... Live your life in light of this, your whole life can be redirected and transformed. Let's pray. Father, you are the God who speaks, and that's amazing. You could be a God that said, no, I'll just let my creation or angels or preachers speak for me. But you actually break into our lives and do this, and it's truly amazing. And you're looking for people that will respond to you and actually sit and listen and then obey because there's a bigger picture involved. And Lord, I pray that we could be these kind of people. Thank you, Lord, for breaking into our world even in these moments we've had this morning. Lord, help us to go this week living out that statement that we penned at our tables. Thank you, God, for who you are how you reveal ourself, yourself to us to redirect us. And all God's people said?